8.05 UTC right after the international news. Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the September 19th edition of the sunny side of sports ladies first on monday show and let's give a sunny side of sports salute to the las vegas aces who won their first women's national basketball association championship on sunday in the u.s state of connecticut the aces defeated the connecticut sun 78 to 71 to win the best of five wnba finals three games to one Aces guard Chelsea Gray was named the WNBA Finals Most Valuable Player after scoring a game-high 20 points. She says the first-year head coach of Las Vegas, Becky Hammond, gave them the confidence to win the trophy and play as a team. She's been believing us from the beginning just to play our style on both ends of the floor. Um, I don't know if you guys seen it, but we were small as heck (laughs) and we just have the belief we were scrappers. And so that's what she instilled in us from the beginning. And it was from the beginning of training camp until now. Um, So we've been working on it and working for each other. For her part, Aces head coach Becky Hammond says her team became more unified as the season progressed. The biggest thing I'm proud of is just how they've come together over the course of the past five, six months um, to really become a team. And you saw different people step up at different moments tonight. And that's what makes us difficult to beat. Helping make the Aces difficult to beat is forward Asia Wilson, the WNBA's two-time league most viable player. Asia says it's such a thrill to win her first WNBA championship. This is amazing. Like I say all the time, like I, I wouldn't be where I am today without my teammates. But winning a championship is something that no one can ever take from you. And once you got that down, you were in the books forever. Connecticut center Alyssa Thomas tallied a triple-double in her team's Game 4 loss, 11 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. She says the Sun can be proud of their season. They thought we would lose to Chicago. They thought we would lose to Dallas. And despite all of that, we made it to the finals. Um Unfortunately, it didn't go the way that we wanted to, but, I mean, we had fun. We played our basketball, and we stuck together all year. And like I said, it just didn't go the way we wanted to. In more basketball news, Iron Mike Mbonye recently caught up with former NBA player Olumide Oyadeji, who reflected on the 22-year history of his foundation that teaches boys and girls the sport. First of all, I give glory to Almighty God for making it possible. It's been a long journey for the last 22 years and uh, been all over the world through with the foundation. And I have over 40,000 youth that passed through this foundation. So it's been something that's been really great, challenging, uh, success stories here and there, and uh, just amazing. I can't believe it's 22 years right now. Can we know about some of the players that have passed through the academy and are doing very well now? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. We have a couple of them. So we have Charles Bassey with the 76 Philadelphia. We have um, uh, Efemina Abogiri with the G League Ignite. We have uh, Joshua Giovanna with Belo University. We have uh, Samuel Aribe with uh, University of Washington. Uh, we have with, uh, just many, many more of them. And uh, but also we have like, uh, Balogun. So Janet Balogun that play for the Tigers. We have Rashida that play with the Tigers. Akachili play with the Tigers. The Jackindele you know, play with the Tigers was in the camp. Uh, as well as uh, uh, Daniel Ochefu who's been in the camp, who was kind of just also in the camp. Just uh, when you're talking about entertainer, you can talk about CDQ. Uh, you can also about Vector. I'm also talking about Kafi, uh, Kafaya, who actually got a scholarship. So we have bankers, we have engineers, we have doctors, and so many more. You've inaugurated a new basketball project. Can you tell us about it? The project that we have right here now is um, Generation Next Basketball Showcase. So Generation Next Basketball Showcase is a tournament that we have for under-17. Under where they're going to show, their, where they're going to showcase their talent. All the academies in Lagos, we start from Lagos and the environment, comes together about 32. So they're going to play, and from this we're going to pick 60 to have a um, Generation Next Basketball Classic. So total of about 28 games is going to be played by each team. Over 560 games that will be played. The Generation Next project, is it going to be continuous? Or is it just one of a thing that we just hold now and then it's all over? Well, as long as the God spare my life and God give me opportunity, I will continue to do what I do, what I love to, what give me passion, what give me joy. And what God sent me to do, I will continue to do that by God's grace. And do you have plans to take it beyond the shores of Nigeria for, oh, let's say, West African sub-region? Oh, definitely. We have other African countries talking to me right now. Travel want me to come out there and do it. But definitely, we're taking them. Oh, we understand that two of your sons have taken the basketball. I mean, actually, yes, two of them are taking basketball. They're doing well. But um, the one of them actually dropped uh, basketball recently for modeling. It's like it's a model for Louis Vuitton. Gucci, all those other one in New York. It's a big-time model. It's an upcoming model. And another one is uh, going to IT. And also he's very good in soccer. He's looking at MLS. But while my two other three younger kids took it passionate, uh, both of them in the age class, they are like a top 20, top 30 in this age class in the, in the state of Florida playing basketball. And my son, my last son, just play basketball, just like uh, they are doing it in the family. They are doing well. And uh, what about the girls in your family? Are they also interested in the game? I mean, the girls are actually more interested than the boys. The, my last son, very passionate, interested too. But the girls are actually doing well. And uh, hopefully, by God's grace, we're going to hear about them. See them play for the Nigeria national team down the road. That's former NBA player Olumide Oyadeji. And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye in Lagos, Nigeria. Hi, I'm Francis Tiafo. You're listening to Sunnyside of Sports 
on Voice of America. Francis Tiafo is inspiring young players here in the USA and in his parents' homeland of Sierra Leone after he advanced to the semifinals at the recent U.S. Open tennis tournament in New York. VOA's Jackson Vungani reports. Francis Tiafo's thrilling run at this year's U.S. Open ended after his loss in the semifinals to Carlos Alcaraz at the Arthur Ashe Stadium. The 24-year-old Sierra Leonean-American Tiafo calls his run at the U.S. Open a Cinderella story. I mean, anybody can do it, honestly. Obviously, that's a cliche, but I think uh, if you're really passionate about something, everybody's got a gift. Um, just kind of just tapping into that and um, and really taking it seriously. Um, and if you're truly, truly passionate about something, I think anything can happen um, and being just obsessed with it. Right now, I'm just really obsessed with tennis, and I want to see how far I can go with this thing. You know, everyone loves this in the real story, so, I mean... Let's try and make one. Even though Tiafo didn't win the U.S. Open Championship, he continues to be an inspiration to thousands of young tennis players around the world, including these young tennis players in Freetown, Sierra Leone. Tiafo has motivated me more because for a tennis player to reach that kind of level, that kind of level, if you take him much, much training, like training harder every day, every hour, and minutes, and like, training is not, it's not that much easier. That is Mese Conte. She practices each day at this Serionian Tennis Association facility in the capital of Freetown. Tatu Conte is a junior champion. She says that it takes a lot of patience and discipline to achieve that level of success in tennis. I've been following him when he was struggling with his dad and mom, sleeping on the tennis court, finding it difficult to have facilities, even to have sponsors, to have coach. It was not easy for him. But now, since he loved the sport and there are opportunities, so now he's playing well. One thing I've learned is that you have to be, you have to love the game, passion for the game, because for Francis to reach to that level, it takes patience. It was not easy, so. Amadou Bangura is the Sierra Leone tennis head coach. He says that his students continue to be inspired by Tiafo and his work ethic on the court. Francis uh, Tiafo have already inspired um, players that they always um, um, explain to me that coach, I want to be like uh, Francis Tiafo. So I said, okay, if you want to be like Francis Tiafo, then you need to you need to go to the court, work like the, um, uh, Francis Tiafo. Again, like Francis Tiafoy, then you uh, be able to um, achieve as what uh, Francis Tiafoy have already achieved. There are some players who are naturally talented. Yeah, they have natural, they have good forehand, they have good backhand. In fact, some of them have good service. But as I said, um, the stepping stone to reach to that level is very far. But you need something to take you. To that, um, to that level, to go as far as where Francis Tiafo is at this time, or more than to be a world, I mean, world number one. That's Sierra Leone tennis coach Amadou Bangura. And thanks to my VOA colleague Jackson Vunganyi for that report. In more tennis news, eight teams remain in the running for the Davis Cup trophy. Craig Gabriel reports. Eight nations have qualified for the elimination quarterfinals of the Davis Cup by Rakuten 
From Group A, it's Italy and Croatia. From Group B, it's Spain and Canada. Group C, Germany and Australia. And from Group D, it's the Netherlands and the USA. Australia were probably the earliest nation to secure their place when they beat France and Belgium, but they had to play Germany to determine which of the two would end the Group 1 and 2. Germany won the first singles with Jan Leonard Struff beating Max Purcell 6-1-7-5, then Thanasi Kokonakis, who had recovered just enough from the flu to beat Oscar Otte 7-6-6-1. It was down to the doubles, and with the Hamburg crowd bellowing their support for Germany, Kevin Kravitz and Tim Poots beat the Wimbledon champions Matt Ebden and Max Purcell. With that, Germany ended one, Australia two. Aussie captain Leighton Hewitt said it didn't really matter. Yeah, the goal was to qualify here and uh, the boys did extremely well this week. I'm really proud of all the guys and the whole team and um, you know, they prepared, did everything they needed to to get the result that we were after and um, given ourselves a chance and, and that's what we came here to do, to qualify and um, yeah, it's nice to be through to the quarters. Spain became one of the last teams to qualify for Malaga and they did it by winning the two singles against Korea Republic. Roberto Bautista Gut beat Hong Xiong Chan 6-1-6-3 and then the new US Open champion and world number one Carlos Alcaraz beat Kwon Soon Woo 6-4-7-6. Alcaraz was delighted he was the one to give Spain the point that put them through to the quarters. Well, I'm really happy to to get that uh, decisive point to Getting into the Malaga, to the finals in the Davis Cup, for me, it's just an honor to represent my country. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy for it. Fortunately for Italy, they had already secured their place because they were given a tough time by Sweden and the Ema brothers. OK, so what are the eight nations that will play the Davis Cup quarterfinals? And how much are you risking? Here's some think music. Do, 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 do. Well, the answer is USA, Australia, Canada, Italy, Spain, Croatia, Germany, and Netherlands. This is Craig Gabriel at the Davis Cup by Rakuten for VOA Sports. Thanks, Craig. And thanks for letting me think about those eight teams with the think music. Do, 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 do. The USA's Davis Cup captain, Bob Bryan, says he's delighted to qualify for the quarterfinals. Very uh, excited to be going to Malaga. Obviously, it would have been nice to finish top of the group, but um, there's a lot of tough teams in Malaga regardless, and looks like we're playing Italy. Um, we'll be ready for that one when we get there, but I'm proud of the fellows for the way they competed this week. This was a very tough uh, group here, especially with GB having all those fans. Um, but I'm very impressed with uh, the Netherlands team. Um, they, got, they got great doubles team, and they got two fantastic young singles players that can beat anyone on this surface. So, you know, our guys, our guys I thought, competed hard, but it was just too good by, by the Dutch. And, um, yeah, we'll just, guys will get some rest. It's been a long summer, and they'll go home and get ready for, for the big one. That's Bob Bryan, the captain of the USA's Davis Cup tennis team. This is the voice of America. Washington, D.C. VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. 
follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. And if you go to the Sunny Side of Sports Facebook page today, Monday, you'll see a photo of Las Vegas Aces guard Chelsea Gray going up for a basket on Sunday. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Chelsea was named the most valuable player of the 2022 WNBA Finals. Kenya's world record holder in the marathon top Samson O'Malley's latest African sports package. And that's just ahead. We begin with the Berlin Marathon, where Elite Kipchoge, the only man to have run the marathon distance in under two hours, has played down his chances of breaking that barrier in the Berlin Marathon next Sunday. The Kenyan is a hot favorite to win in the German capital, and the famously fast Berlin course has sparked speculation that 37-year-old Kipchoge will attempt to dip under the two-hour barrier in a normal race. To do so, he will have to compete without the teams of pacemakers and laser guidance that aided him when he made history in the tailor-made record attempt in Vienna in 2019. Staying with athletics, World Athletics has quietly entered into an agreement to lend $2 million to Diamond League AG. The agreement was disclosed in the small print of the recently published World Athletics 2021 financial report. While the reason for the loan is not disclosed, the schedule of payment is. The loan is payable in two installments as of end of March 2023 and 2024. It is to be fully reimbursed to World Athletics by end of June 2025. Away from Athletics, former Nigerian junior international Oji Okonkwo has had his four-year ban for a doping violation by the Italian National Anti-Doping Tribunal extended worldwide by World Football Governing Body FIFA. A statement by Ademola Olajire, Director of Communications at the Nigerian Football Federation, on Saturday said FIFA's verdict was contained in its ruling on the case for worldwide extension of the ban brought before it by the Italian NADO. Chairperson of the FIFA Disciplinary Committee, George Ivan Palacio, affirmed that the player had been cited properly and that the decision complies with the regulations of FIFA. He said extending the sanctions does not conflict with public order or with accepted standards of behavior. The four-year ban on the player is between February 25th and February 24th, 2026. In beach soccer news, the draws for the beach soccer Africa Cup of Nations Mozambique 2022 scheduled for the 21st to the 28th of October were held in the Mozambican capital Maputo on Friday. In accordance with the draw procedure, host Mozambique was placed in Group A. They are joined by Malawi, who will be taking part in their first beach soccer Afghan, Nigeria, who are bronze medalists in 2015 and finalists in 2016 and 2018, and Morocco, regular participants in the finals and bronze medalists in the last edition. In Group B, Senegal, defending champion, will share the stage with Uganda, who will participate in their second beach soccer Afghan after having been in the semifinals in 2021, Madagascar, winner of the tournament organized in 2015 in the Seychelles and also Egypt bronze medalist in 2016 and 2018. Thanks, Samson. That's Samson Omale. Hi, guys. I'm Ferdinand Omanyala, the fastest man in Africa, African 100-meter record holder. And now you're listening to Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. 
Join me, Heidi Adams, as we bring you Straight Talk Africa from New York to discuss this year's United Nations General Assembly. Leaders from all over the world convene to tackle the critical issues of our time. Where do African leaders stand? What are their priorities? Expert analysis for you on the next Straight Talk Africa, this Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Prince Nesta says the gunners of Arsenal are on top of the table in the English Premier League after weekend action. Prince has that story as well as highlights from France and Spain in the major European club football leagues. Sporty greetings, Prince. Sporty greetings to you too, Sunny. French defender of Cameroonian descent William Saliba, Brazilian hitman Gabriel Jesus, and Portuguese playmaker Fabio Vieira were all on target to help Arsenal secure a 3 0 win at Brentford, which sent them top of the Premier League table. The Gunners' last visit to Brentford ended in a 2 0 defeat on the opening day of the Premier League last season. Arsenal played without the injured duo of Martin Odgaard and Alexandro Zinchenko, with 15-year-old English footballer of Nigerian descent Ethan Nwaneri coming on to become the Premier League's youngest ever player. The youngster broke the record previously held by Liverpool's Harvey Elliott and also became Arsenal's youngest ever senior player, breaking the record held by Cesc Fabregas. Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta is delighted with his team's victory. I'm really pleased the way we played, uh, the performance, um, how we control certain areas of the game that are very much needed if you want to dominate the game against Brentford. Uh, and obviously really pleased um, to win the match and go top of the league into, into a break. Then Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta sharing thoughts on his team's victory against Brentford in the Premier League. Champions Manchester City cruised to a 3-0 win over Wolves thanks to goals from Jack Grealish, Arling Hallen, who netted his 11 Premier League goal in seven games, and Phil Fordin. The citizens are second in the table with 17 points from their first seven games, while the Wolves have six points. City manager Pep Guardiola shared remarks on his team's victory. The game started really well for us, for the goal, for the second, after red card, and uh, after Champions League 12-30, come here against this team with the quality they have with, uh, with Neves, Moutinho, Neto, Guedes, Podense, so they have the quality to keep the ball, the transition are so fast. So, yeah, with an incredible victory, the first 50-20 minutes, and the, the second half until we don't, didn't score the third goal from Phil. We struggled a lot, we cannot take the ball, and a uh, big compliment for, for the Wolves for fight until the end, but of course for us it's uh, before the international break and being on top and... It was so important. English winger Jack Grealish also shared thoughts after scoring the first goal of the game. You know, it was a long time coming, actually. Um, obviously, I haven't scored since, I don't know when it was, the West Ham game at the back end of last season. So, um, you know, it was just nice to get off the mark for this season and, and to do it so early and obviously get the three points. You know, a difficult place to come against a top, top team as well. Um, you know, I think they are so un- underrated, this, this Wolves team, and they're showing it at points in the second half, so uh, it's a great result for us. 
South Korean footballer Son Heung-min netted a quick-fire hat-trick from the bench and Tottenham Hotspur's 60-home triumph over Leicester. Harry Kane and Eric Dier also joined Ben Tanker and Son on the score sheet to ensure Spurs remained unbeaten in the Premier League this season. Yuri Tillmans and James Madison scored for the Foxes who now have a single point from seven outings and sit at the bottom of the Premier League table. Spurs manager Antonio Conte was proud of his team's performance. After the first half, for sure, uh, I I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy because, uh, honestly, I, I have seen also not a lot of energy in uh, in my team, you know, and I was uh, a bit worried. But in the second half, it was uh, totally different because the energy was uh, really high. We showed uh, great confidence with the ball. We did uh, really well. We tried to be, uh, between the first half and the second half to understand very well the way to attack them, the space that they considered us to, to attack, especially in the flank and the wingbacks. And then I think uh, we, we played a good second half. Hattrick hero Son Heung-min also reacted to his own performance. Well, I mean, it was a tough performance and uh, I was really frustrated, to be honest, if you, um, because with the, of, of course it's a goal as well, but uh, the, way, the way I play, I could, uh, I could do much better than what I did, you know, the last uh, couple, couple of games and start of the season. And I was uh, disappointed, of course, the team was doing really, really good, but uh, individually I was uh, not really, really happy about yeah, now we got a we got a, a great great win and uh, yeah got the balls and which is uh, my frustrations going away. Then Spurs forward Song Heung-min reacting after scoring his first three goals of the season during Tottenham's win against Leicester City. Nigerian midfielder Alex Iwobi was named Everton's man of the match after the Toffees recorded their first Premier League win of the season with a hard-fought 1-0 win against West Ham at Goodison Park. The 26-year-old Lagos-born playmaker marked his impressive performance with the assist that led to the only goal scored by French striker Neil Mopé. He's now assisted three of Everton's last four goals in all competitions with the win against West Ham moving them up to 13th place in the Premier League table. Everton manager Frank Lampard shared his thoughts on his team's winning performance. I think it's three points which is so big for us because I've, I've stood here before with yourself and people this season saying we're unlucky, a draw or a loss. And I think we've been building a performance but we haven't had the win. So it's huge for us, for the confidence of the players at the, the stadium. And we played against a really good opponent. They tested us in lots of ways. But I think we're improving. We're for sure we're improving. And the fact that we're not conceding goals is a big start for us. And there were some big signs there for us today. But I'm really pleased for the players because there's a lot of work that's gone in these last two weeks. Difficult time in the country. But when we've been working, the players are working hard. And we've got our reward today. That's Everton manager Frank Lampard reacting to his side swing against West Ham in the Premier League. Moving on to the French League, seven-time Ballon d'Or winner Lionel Messi scored the sole goal. His recent Germain secured a 1-0 win against Lyon to regain top spot in the French League table. Brazilian superstar Neymar set up the Argentinian legend with his seventh assist in eight French League games. The Parisians are now two points clear at the top of the table ahead of Marseille, 
and the one all draw at home against Rene. Alexandra Golovin, Takumi Minamino and French football of Tunisian descent Wissam Ben Yedel all registered their names in the score sheet as fifth place Monaco and a 3-0 win at Rims. Lille also cruised to a 2-1 victory against Toulouse. In the Spanish La Liga, Polish hitman Robert Lewandowski scored a brace with Dutch football of Ghanaian descent Memphis Depay also adding his name on the score sheet to help Barcelona secure a 3-0 win over Alca de Camp Nou. Gold from Rodrigo and Fede Valverde also extended Real Madrid's perfect start to the season as the Spanish champions earned the 2-1 win over arch rivals Atletico Madrid in a match that was played at the Wanda Metropolitano Stadium. Elsewhere, Boya Iglesias scored a breast as third-place Real Betis beat Girona 2-1. Well, Sevilla and the one all draw against Villarreal. Reporting for the sunny side of sports and Prince Nessa. Thanks, Prince. Defenders Cameron Carter-Vickers and Chris Richard will miss the U.S. men's national soccer team's last two World Cup warm-up matches because of what are being described as minor injuries. They've been replaced by Mark McKenzie and Eric Palmer-Brown for the friendly matches against Japan on Friday in Germany and Saudi Arabia four days later in Spain. The USA is in Group B for the World Cup, along with England, Iran, and Wales. The USA will play Wales in its first World Cup match on November 21st in Qatar. And that wraps up the September 19th edition of the show. for tuning in. I get it. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports. 